Hi. Greetings. Hi, everybody, actually. Hello and welcome. Is there anybody listening? Is there anybody out there? Hello. If you are, this is us from an undisclosed location. At the edge of the world. And welcome to the first official episode of The Seven Chan Show. That's us. This is our show. It literally is our show. And uh, I'm just so excited. I mean, this is this has been a long time coming. I remember the first time you had mentioned wanting to do a podcast and talking about it. So I'm just feels very surreal that we're here and we're doing it. Yeah, a like legit. Yeah, absolutely. Now, um, for our listeners, who are you? Who am I? Yes. Oh, I thought you were asking like the listeners, who are you? And I was like, they can't answer. <laughs> uh, I'll just sit back. We're the only ones with microphones. Send them in. We'll this just is give not three Dora minutes. The Explorer. <laughs> what? <laughs> who are you? Great. <laughs> nice to meet you. Um, my name is Sav. I'm Savannah. Um, I'm a writer, director, actor. Um, dancer. Ba- dancer, of course. Can't forget that. That's like what I'm the best at, obviously. Um, and I'm based in an undisclosed location uh, at the edge of the world. And yeah, I, I just like to make things and write stuff and and make cool stuff with my friends. And yeah. who are you? I am Sean. Um, I am uh, essentially your sidekick. <laughs> no, I think no. we are we are a partnership. We are we are yeah. equal playing field. I don't boss you around, and you don't like do my bidding. That's You're not true. like my henchman. No, not quite. You don't like obey my every command. <laughs> Batman and Robin. We're not like that. We're more like ham and cheese or something. Yeah, Mac absolutely. That's a really great comparison for a Jew. <laughs> oh, I'm Jewish. That's another thing. I'm not, so... So there you go. Opposites attract, I guess. Absolutely. Hebrews and, and Shebrews. <laughs> I'm leaving. Well, because we you love started... coffee. Oh. oh. Um, I should have explained that better. Yeah, no, I just thought you were like, because I'm, I'm, I'm a lady and she... she but yeah. I see like Shebrews, huh? Yeah, because yeah, I'm Hebrew. And no, no, I got the yeah. Hebrew part at least. Yeah. I did. I'm just begging that joke right in the, right in the ground. We, yeah, we are really going... Going ham. Absolutely. Right from the get. Which I think will lead us into our very first segment ever. Dun, 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 <gasps> are you excited? I'm on the edge of my seat. Honestly, literally, I, I'm looking at you. You are on I the edge of your seat. I am sitting very precariously right now. <laughs> yes, I am. I think you're doing great. That's exactly um, how I would like to see somebody sit in like an old armchair. Yeah, I mean, I, I prefer to sit like a gargoyle at any opportunity I get. Um, so yeah, if I get a cozy armchair that's kind of been lived in and, you know, perhaps someone may have died in it, that's even, even it adds to the ambiance, I think. Yeah, well, that's actually perfect because I have the posture of the Hunchback of Notre Dame. So perfect pairing right awesome. here. Awesome. I, I knew that we were we were destined to be friends. Absolutely. Like I said, ham and cheese, Quasimodo and a gargoyle, you know, <laughs> you know. Absolutely. Um well, our first segment today, our first segment ever. Ooh. The first segment, 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 segment. segment. Wow. Um, is Pop Culture Corner. Okay. So basically, uh, what this is going to boil down to is uh, something exciting happening in, you know, the cultural zeitgeist. Okay. I will be honest. I was watching something the other day. I can't remember what it was. But they used the term zeitgeist. And I was like, oh, my God, Sean uses that word. That's how I know what what it means is because Sean uses it. And that's the only other time I've ever heard zeitgeist used. Oh, I was watching the Friends uh, reunion. That's something that just happened. Pop culture. Look at oh that. God. I'm so good at this. It's a perfect segue into segment. I am so good at podcasting, you guys. 100%. We are killing this. Okay. Yeah. So I watched the Friends reunion um, with our dear friend Casey, who you may or may not hear eventually on this show. Yeah. Um, and yeah, they had mentioned how at the time Friends, there was nothing really like it on the caliber of like fandom. I mean, when you think of things now, like it feels like everything just blows up so fast and gains such a massive following. But then mm. it's like dead in the water months from now, which I think a lot of that is attributed to like TikTok and social media. But at that time in like the the 90s, early 2000s, like there was nothing really of this caliber before. So no one really had any idea that it would ever get as big as it did. And even now we we did some um, research like while we were watching the brand of Friends brings in a billion dollars a year. Still to this day. And it's been off the air for 17 years. Wow. Isn't that insane? That is crazy to me. And it's just like, and that's what they had mentioned, like something like this, who it was like the first show that was not about like 
one person and their friends. It was about the friends. Right. Like and how entire... it just blew up in that cultural zeitgeist. Like there was nothing else like it. And people connected so deeply to it because it really was an equal following of every single one of their storylines. It wasn't one lead character yeah. or one, you know, couple that we really followed and everyone else was like a subplot. Everyone really had their own distinct lives that we all followed. Yeah, like a full ensemble. Yeah. And so, and that was like one of the first things to really do that. But like now you think about things like the Avengers and like stuff like that, that has such a massive fan base and following. And we don't really think about it now. But at that time, it was the biggest thing like yeah. ever, probably <laughs> like in, in that like frame of time. So it, that was really cool to just like listen to them talking about that and the creators and stuff, how they, how they just thought, yeah, it's going to be a little show about. Six friends and the the tagline they said the one sentence pitch for the show was it's about the time in your life when your friends are your family. Yeah. And I was like, so if you've seen friends, obviously, I mean, this is gonna be a spoiler, but the show's been off the air for 17 years, so you can deal. Yeah, it's about um, time. when the show ends, it's because, you know, they're moving on with their lives, they're starting families, they're getting married, yada yada yada. So it's like they their friends aren't their family anymore, they're starting their own family. So it's like just so perfect. Yeah. And I didn't even connect that until I had watched the reunion episode, hearing the creators like talking about it. And I was like, oh, my God. It's genius. <laughs> yeah. Not only is it genius, but it's just heavily, heavily relatable. Oh, yeah. Because I feel like to an extent, you know, that's where I am. Mm -hmm. And I feel like a lot of people exactly. can see that. Like, Especially us right now, like this actual time of our lives age wise is literally where they are in the show. Mind you, the times themselves have changed, but that concept of like your friends being your family hasn't really changed. Well, you know, um, nobody told you life was going to be this way. <laughs> the clap, Savannah. Go off, gal. You can't not say the first line of the Friends theme song and expect people to not clap. That's true. It's a reflexive thing. It's like, like my body was possessed by the spirit of Friends. Ross Geller came into the studio. Not Ross. It would be Monica, if any of them. Oh Her anal ass would be the one that would possess possess somebody. But it would be oh, to like clean the house. Yeah. yeah, I've been possessed by the spirit of Monica Geller, and I did all of my chores for the entire year in three hours. That's, and that's cook a nice it. meal. Yeah. And then date, uh, what's his name? Chandler Bing. <laughs> Chandler. Yeah. Oh, wow. Tell me your Fran Drescher without telling me your Fran Drescher. That's the thing that sucks is that she was on the reunion too and like she That wasn't Fran Drescher, it was somebody else. No, I know, I know. Oh, yeah. I'm 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 gonna connect it to Fran Drescher. Give me a second. The girl that played Janice was on the reunion, I should have said. Um, and she had talked about like the facts when they got the, the facts of the sides and she it, like the thing was like New York socialite and she was like, Oh my god, I know this woman. Like she yeah. lives inside me. And so that was the voice, and she had said that the laugh for Janice was a it's something she came up with because when she met Matthew Perry, she was like, I'm not going to be able to keep a straight face in this scene. Like, I'm going to break every time. So I need a laugh. And that was how, like, the Janice laugh happened. And it sucks because, like, she's a really talented actress and you can tell she's very smart. Right. But to have that at the same time as, like, the nanny and Fran Drescher and that's, like, actually Fran Drescher's, like, voice. It was just like, damn, I wish she would have had, like, more opportunities to act. But it's such a specific, like, niche and, and it there was, it was already like happening that I feel bad that we didn't really see Janice and anything else. But hey, yeah, now she gets to walk around without you know like claim to fame. Yeah, I, I mean that's it's cool though. But I, I'm also like, damn, because she she was really good at that part. Oh my god, Chandler Bing! Oh my ah. gosh. So another thing that's really, really, really like. It's affected my life, like, really intensely. Like, okay. I can't sleep. I am up at night thinking about this pop culture thing. Everybody's really talking about it. But for... Uh, I'm, I like to say that I'm different. Um, so, like, nobody's experiencing it like I am. I'm just kidding. Did the listeners hear me roll my eyes at that? <laughs> I just want to know. Comment below, please. Please. <laughs> can, you comment, can you leave a comment on a podcast? Um, I don't know how it works. Well, depending on the platform that you release it on. So, oh. like, uh, on, like, Apple Music or Spotify, no. But if you're, like, doing cross-release on, like, YouTube or something, yes. Okay, cool. Well, wherever you are, yeah. I just rolled my eyes. <laughs> <laughs> just take it all in. Just take it in. Um, but the thing that's really, really at, like, the forefront of – forefront? Forefront, rather, of my brain is all of this drama – with Olivia Rodrigo and Joshua Bassett and Sabrina Carpenter. 
Are you aware? Are you updated? Do you know what's going on? None of these names mean anything to me. I know Olivia Rodrigo. Okay, so let me give you my version of the story, and oh, then yes. I want you to fill me in on like oh, the, your version, because obviously you are quite passionate about this. Indeed. All I know, Olivia Rodrigo and What's-His-Face were on the high school musical, the musical, the show, the series, the show, the TV show on the Disney Plus, the musical, the show. Okay, yes. right? So that's I know that. I've never saw that, though. Um, although I did hear it was pretty good. Some parts of it were good. It's very metal. Um, she came out with that one song that was like super big, but again, kind of tacking on to what I said a little while ago, something blows up and it's massive, massive, massive for like a couple of weeks and then it's like, bye. But I feel like this girl's kind of breaking that mold because then she dropped her album and everyone's talking about that and how it's super, super, super good. But now I'm hearing that like the first song was about the guy from High School Musical, the show, the series, the show, the TV show, the show, the musical. And he did something with Serena Carpenter, but she's not in High School Musical, the show, the TV, the show, the series, the musical, the show. Right. But Olivia Rodrigo was, like, mad about that. So then she wrote this song to, like, get back at him. And then Serena Carpenter was like, who are you? I'm going to write a song. But, like, her song wasn't that good. And then that's all I kind of know. Let me break this down. I'm waiting for you to, like, wheel in your whiteboard with, like, your charts and everything, your graphics. We're going piece by piece. Okay. Okay. So... Sabrina Carpenter and Joshua Bassett are co-stars on High School Musical, the musical, the series, the show. Uh, <laughs> which I love that you referenced it to that because that's what I'm just going to keep doing from here on out. I just wanted to like keep adding more words yeah. every time I said it. High School Musical, the series, the show, the experience, the, TV the show, movie, the, the musical. show. Uh, <laughs> so they're dating and or at the time and they're co-stars, right? Okay. Which is inherently also kind of scandalous because I'm pretty sure he was 19 when she was like 15 or 16 when that happened. Also, so like, just never date your co-stars. Look at look at how that always turns out. Exactly. So they break up, right? Okay. And then Olivia releases driver's license. Everybody's heard driver's license. Red that's, I'm going to do only wow. that so you don't get copyrighted. I love that. Thank you for yeah. not the copywriting because yeah, we need to get through this whole diatribe, but also beautiful singing. Thank you. Um, I did say I'm a dancer, not a singer. So, <laughs> yeah, She's a triple threat. Uh, dancer, singer, High School Musical, the series, <laughs> the movie, the experience. <laughs> so we uh, they break up and... He starts dating Sabrina Carpenter, who is also like a part of the whole Disney Channel thing. Because yeah, she, I know who Sabrina Carpenter is. Yeah, because she was on Girl Meets World, the Boy Meets World. Spin-off. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I feel like she's done other stuff too, like other so songs too. and stuff. But that's the only claim to fame I have from her. Okay. So driver's license comes out. It's a big deal, right? It's and, a bop. And uh, seriously, a bop or a bop, a sad bop. A that's how that's all i think of of course (laughs) so they um she releases the song and everybody sees all of these parallels so they start to be like oh we know what this is about so now joshua bassett and sabrina carpenter are feeling like super attacked so sabrina releases this song called skin which is like most of it you can tell is about this, but the reason why you really, really know is because she does a bit where it's like, maybe you didn't mean it. Maybe blonde was the only rhyme, which is a comparison to driver's license. Yeah. Where it's like, you're probably with that blonde girl. Mm-hmm. So that was like, okay, wow, the link. We see it. Well, I mean, that does kind of make sense. I mean, you're probably with that brunette girl. That doesn't sound. That exactly. doesn't. And, and this whole time, Olivia is like being subtle about it. So she's like... Well, you know, there was a different version of the song, but, you know, this just made more sense. And it's, you know, I take off of personal experience, like, very vague about it. But you know. I see both sides of it, because as someone that writes songs, if I wanted someone to know that a song was about them, I 100% would make sure that they knew that. You know what I mean? But I can also definitely see, like, oh, it literally just fit the phrase better. So, like, it could go either way. <laughs> My friend Savannah Peterson, not, like, clarifying that she'd make it very clear if she was writing a song about somebody, if it was about that person. I mean, I mean any coincidence to real-life persons or events are exactly that and not related to my personal opinion on said persons or yeah, events. Yeah, yeah. I'm now. Can you tell I'm rolling my eyes? Anyway, so um, that happens, right? And then Joshua Bassett releases a song in conjuncture with that called "Lies," right? And everybody's right now saying that, like, oh my god, it's such a bop. I don't particularly care for it. I think the structure is simple. And how many times are you going to fit the word "lie" into a chorus? Like, honestly, yes, that is it. That is pretty much it. 
So um, that happens. And then Olivia releases a song called Deja Vu. And that was the one that was on TikTok everywhere with that like one challenge with the symmetrical face thing, right? Yes, okay. right? But the tea about Deja Vu is it's that the music itself is actually really, really good. And you sort of see the subtleties. But the thing that stood out for me the most was in the music video you she the person that like plays the other girl in like deja vu in the music video mm-hmm. looks so similar to sabrina carpenter Yikes. yeah it's almost like a look-alike situation and then instead of like acknowledging that in like the the bts footage mm-hmm. is very much like oh you know like we're just friends like there's this girl and everything and then they go into like the descriptor and it sort of like olivia's like uh Oh, I'm the I'm the villain in this one, so it's like it's not a direct hit at anybody or anything. And I'm like, girl, we can read between the lines. We know. So you'd think that's where the story ends, right? Deja vu, super super cute. But Olivia goes, oh no, ma'am, we are about to double down. So then she releases "Good for You," right? And "Good for You" is like the most pop punk fantastic bop ever on the planet, right? And then we're sitting there and we're like, oh my god. What What did we do to deserve this? Exactly. Because the music really, really slaps. And I'm sitting here watching and waiting for (laughs) Sabrina. I picture you, like, on the couch, in the dark, like a glass of wine in your hand, just like, hmm, soon. That's a fairly accurate representation of what was going on. But, like, the Yule Log, like, Christmas video (laughs) is playing on the TV, you know? That's the only light in the apartment. You have, like, a Hugh Hefner kind of, like, bathrobe on with an ascot. And you're like, yes. The album will be dropping any day now. I can sense it. I can exactly. feel it. The winds are stirring. And that was all super vague in the lead up anyway. But so we get through the good for you releasing. And I'm sitting here waiting for Sabrina or Joshua Bassett to say anything. And Olivia goes, oh, no, ma'am. This is my moment. And then releases Sour. And the thing about Sour is that the entire album is maybe 37 minutes, right? For like 11 songs. So they're all pretty short. Mm -hmm. But the feelings that go into them, so good. The fact that she uses a literal rhyme in a lot of her stuff instead of literal rhyme makes me fucking wet. We know I love a literal rhymes. They're my favorite thing because it's like, oh, oh. It's almost, but it's not. <laughs> um, and and it's just absolutely gorgeous. If you want to take a deep dive into like anybody that's ever wronged you ever and just like cathartically feel it out, listen to that album. Because I haven't been in a relationship in like four and a half years. Yeah, that's right, gentlemen. My soothing voice. I'm single. <laughs> Hit but, him up, fellas. <laughs> do it. Um, please. He's lonely. Please. I really need somebody. Um, but you can't sleep in my bed. Uh, I just have a thing with body heat. I can't. Don't you want somebody to love? Don't you need somebody to love? Anyway, so listen to the album and you will feel like you finally got it all out. It's really, really good. You should give it a chance. Okay. And I, I will. I don't I don't particularly have anyone that's like wronged me recently. Um, but yeah, I definitely love a good angst moment, so I'll, I'll, I'll check it out for sure. I like that one song, Good For You. I have heard that one, so I, I think she has a good voice, and I think her music's pretty good. I just hate pop music in general because of what you said about the guy's song, is that it's, like, repetitive and simple and kind of, like, whatever. Yeah. So I've never won, like, when a new pop album comes out, I'm like, oh my god, right. a pop album, yay! Like, I think this really breaks the mold. I think it's definitely worth a listen. I will say I do love um, Dua Lipa. Mm. Oh. Her okay. album slaps. Slaps. Future nostalgia slaps. Okay, sorry. Also, I just love her. Yeah. I She's gorgeous. Her. And her TikTok oh, presence is also really, really awesome. I love her. Okay. Which moves us on to sort of like our topic. We sort of went through like a long list, which I do not regret. I love that we did Pop Culture Corner. Yeah, that was our segment. segment. Yeah, Done. segment. Absolutely. Now we're going to get... That was like the, the hors d'oeuvre, the amuse-bouche. Now we're going to get into the nitty-gritty. <laughs> amuse-bouche is the nickname I gave my bussy. <laughs> I have no comment. None. She said, I will be silent. I will not foster this kind of behavior. I'm not. I don't have anything to contribute. Anything further to contribute to that. But yes, uh, like you were saying, the the talk about pop culture is the amuse bouche. (laughs) (laughs) That, That is what I was saying, yes. Yes. Before yeah, the, yes, of course. <laughs> of course, of course. Before oh. the main entree, that will be our actual topic. <laughs> <laughs> now, every time you think of that word, that's all you're going <laughs> to... 
The funny thing is I don't use it that often. That's the thing. I don't use it that often. So now when I do use it, I am going to think about it. This is the only thing I'm going to connect it to. I never eat at home like, oh, let me enjoy my amused boot. Oh. Enjoy my boot. Never. Never. I will never. I can't breathe. <laughs> this is taking a turn for the dark. I don't oh like it God. here. I don't like it here. Get me out of here, please. Oh. I hate it. I hate it. <laughs> now seems like a great time to take a break. We'll be right back. <laughs> please enjoy these Come messages <laughs> while I call my mom and tell her I love her. And we're back. We have returned. Back from the depths of comedic timing. I don't yeah. Know, I don't know. Before the break, we were laughing about Bussy. <laughs> and, uh, were we? Were we laughing about Bussy? I was laughing I feel about like, bussy. yeah, one of us was. <laughs> it wasn't me. <laughs> it wasn't you. I think that's maybe the funniest thing I've ever said. I think I've peaked officially. Okay, well then what else are you going to do with your life? Guess, oh, you, guess you have nothing else to do but die now. <laughs> it's this. This, oh. is, this is the rest of what I have to do. Okay. Right here in this moment. We have the rest of the hour, and then maybe I'll just go. I feel a lot of pressure now that I'm the only <laughs> thing keeping you going right now. Uh, well, you know what? Um, all I'm saying is it all is on you now. I now take no responsibility for my own life and uh, enjoy that pressure. Oh, good. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. <laughs> so uh, moving on, um, romance is really the base topic of what we're talking about today. Romanticism. Romance. L'amour. Or, as the Italians say, a romanza. Is, is that? Yeah. Is, is that how they... Mm -hmm. Wow. Impeccable. It's like I'm in Italy. Mm-hmm. What a great accent. Thank you. Um. So, yeah. Romance. Love. Do you have a love? I love tacos. God, tacos are so good. Um... I, I do have a love. I am in love. You're in love? It is the bestest feeling in the whole wide world, and I feel so stupid when I talk about it. Well, I think it's it's sweet. I think a lot of people are like, mm, I don't mean to be so gushy, but I love love. Well, also because I had thought I was in love before, and now I see very clearly that that was not love, and the feeling that mm -hmm. I have now very much is. Mm -hmm. So I'm just kind of basking in it because it feels so nice. <laughs> yeah. Well, do you have any um, love stories from your current love, maybe past love? Well, so I guess, okay, a lot of my friends always tease me that I've played the long game um, with this particular relationship because um, my boyfriend, I've basically like been interested and attracted to him very, like pretty much since like the first time I ever met him, which was like years ago wow um and you know we had always just been you know kind of friendly and like we'd seen each other in passing working on stuff he was friends with mutual friends i had and stuff but i always thought he was like super cute and really talented and funny and i was like wow yeah he's kind of cute i kind of like this guy <laughs> but i you know i never he had a girlfriend i had a boyfriend at the time so it was just kind of like it never really we never pursued anything and i don't even think he saw me like that so i was like whatever um but then you know eventually Life has a funny way of like working itself out, and now, yeah. now we are together and in love, and it is a great, great time. How yes. long did that take, like in in totality, to get to where you are now? Well, I mean, I th I think it's kind of hard to say because we. I can't really speak for him, obviously. For myself, I had to do a lot of growing and changing before I even think I could have gotten to a place where I am now, like to be comfortable in a relationship. Mm. Um, especially because this relationship is long distance too. Um, I think if you had asked me like a year ago, if I would be doing something like this, I probably would not have been able to handle the distance or, you know, things like that. I, I still had a lot of stuff to work on with me, but I don't regret like how long it took because I feel like if it had happened sooner or we had rushed it, it wouldn't be as solid and as strong as it is now. Mm -hmm. We're both really good at communicating with each other as far as our feelings our thoughts things that are on our mind or vice versa and it's it's always just really easy to talk to each other and I feel like you know a few years before 
we were both kind of dealing with our own certain things and kind of closed off and had to learn how to be good at communicating yeah. in our own ways before we could communicate with each other how we felt about each other. Definitely. So, I mean, it, it definitely took a long time. It was a long game for sure, but I don't regret how long it took. Yeah. Because where we are now is feels so solid. So, yeah, I mean, a couple of years, but it wasn't like years of me just pining after him, like with this unrequited love. Like I, I was living my life and doing things, but just kind of happened to all work out at, at this time. So hmm. it finds you uh, when it's when it's supposed to, you know? Yeah. yeah. In the words of the the incomparable philosopher RuPaul, if you can't love yourself. How in the hell are you going to love somebody else? Can, Can I, get I get an, an amen? amen? <laughs> Can I get an amen? Thank you. Good night. Um, no, but it is true. Like I had to be, I went from a very toxic, very one-sided relationship. It was also my first relationship. So that was mm. really the only thing I could really base anything or compare anything to. Yeah. And the only thing I did know is that I didn't want to feel the way I did in that relationship ever again. And so I had to to figure out what I wanted from somebody else. And then I also had to kind of take a step back and think like a relationship, how I, how I view a relationship in general, like in that first relationship, it was very much a codependent thing. I needed a lot of reassurance. I needed a lot of handholding kind of Mm -hmm. in in the uh, figurative sense of like, I never knew where I stood. And I always felt like I was, it wasn't my home I was living in. I always felt kind of like I was just, an afterthought. Visiting, yeah. And so I had to learn who I was and the things that I wanted and what kind of relationships I wanted after that. And my, I think, idea of a relationship is that it truly is like a partnership. It's a team mm-hmm. effort. It's not one person providing for the other or one person, quote unquote, bringing home the bacon. You know, I think it truly is a team effort because you're you're building a life together at the end of the, the day. And everyone has such different views on love and relationships and marriage and things like that. I've always been kind of old fashioned in the sense that like I wanted to have a husband and a family and a home and build a life together. And so that's kind of where I aligned myself is that I'm looking for someone that sees end game and sees a long game and a future versus just like, I'm going to have fun for right now and not really worry about what comes next. Yeah. So I think because of that, I was able to have a lot more clarity and not be so clouded by like, oh, cute boys. I was, Mm -hmm. I'm able now to kind of differentiate like, this is what I want. This is what's expected. And if you don't like it, I'm not going to force you to try to fit that mold. That's okay. Yeah. But before I would be so willing to, to just forgive things or overlook like, oh, well, I guess if he doesn't want to do this thing that I really, really want. That's fine. It doesn't mean he like hates me or whatever, but. Right. It's because, oh, he loves me. So why would he have any sort of ill intent? And I think that's a really great way to be when it comes to like first love, mm-hmm. um, to have this like optimism and, and sort of a naivety, not so you can get your heart broken because mm-hmm. nobody wants that, but sort of you're going in open and then you're you're learning. You're just learning. Well, and also that first relationship, he had told me he loved me very quickly in the relationship. And I remember being like, that's great, but like not really knowing how mm-hmm. to feel about it. Like when you read about like, they say they love you for the first time. It's supposed to be like this big magical feeling. <clears throat> and when that happened, I remember very clearly being like, because it was in a text and I was like, mm. okay. And then like my relationship I'm in now, it was a very, not a very long time, but we took the time to be in, in a relationship and to not say anything talk to each mean. other. And yeah. yeah, we really, he said it first, which was like a great feeling. Um, because at that point I definitely knew I was like in love with him, but I was always, I was really nervous leading up until when he said it first that I was going to accidentally let it slip, like hanging up the phone or something, be like, love you, bye. Um, but like, oh my gosh, I was so nervous. I was going to be the first one to say it, but then he said it. And that like, because I think it, we took time, Mm -hmm. it meant more. And now I, I don't have that like second guessing like does he really love me because i know for sure he means it because he took the time to actually like think about it you know rather than just like i like you and you're cool so i guess i love you like it's not the same Mm -hmm. i will say uh just as somebody who knows you that it is really really cool just to see you happy isn't it weird it's a new personality trait for me absolutely instead of the sad depressed piece of shit you are normally i know gross i was getting old (laughs) um i wanted to ask you so like you hear the word romance. And uh-huh. so like when I hear romance, just that word, I always think of like 
you know, when you go to Publix and you're in like the gift, the the greeting card section mm-hmm. and then there's like the magazines, but then like the one little shelf of like adult novels, right? Like the James Patterson, those mm-hmm. kinds of novels, right? Cowboy in the country. Yeah. But I always remember there were the covers with like Fabio on them. Mm-hmm. And it was always some man in like a, a ripped peasant blouse with the puffy sleeves and like the woman in his arms and they had the hair and the whatever. And it was like romance, romance through the stars or something was the title, right? Like a gal, a, a love, a love across galaxy, something stupid, right? Right. That had nothing to do with the cover, but like it always just seemed like this grand, like ah, oh, romance. <laughs> so like I'm curious, like when you think romance, like what does that mean for you? Um, I suppose that's actually a really good question. There's a, it's hard to answer in one way because there's there's two sides of it for me. Or right? like, do you have anything that like a memory or something that you can pinpoint exactly? Like this is when I thought of like romance for the first time. Yeah. Um, I think as, uh, I don't mean to make it about this, but I think as a gay man, right? Wait. Oh my God. Are you? On the first episode, you had to find out. (gasps) Oh my God. What am I going to tell my fiance, Tabitha? (gasps) I am. Oh no. This is a shocking surprise, especially after the bussy comment. Can I I be vulnerable? No. (laughs) (laughs) No, The last time you were vulnerable, you laughed about your bussy. I don't want it. Um, I'm sorry. Keep going. No, it's totally fine. So as a gay man, um, you know, I'm 24. So it's not like I lived a life that was completely um, where homosexuality was like taboo, where you couldn't even talk about it. It wasn't in any form of media. Like in my existence, it had started, right? Um, Because I remember being like, six seven eight watching like will and grace Mm -hmm. that was a big thing for me because it was like oh my gosh gays on tv like Mm -hmm. this is a this is a big deal um but even so we couldn't get married until like 2015 so when i was coming into my like puberty and everything it was very much about like well how do i traverse this because people who were my age i i didn't have anybody in my high school that was out I was the only out person. See, we had like people that were out, but I don't think I ever saw a same sex couple in school ever, like yeah. walking around holding hands or anything ever. Um, but I knew a lot of people that were gay yeah. and that were out and proud, and it, no one had an issue with that, like teachers and everything. It was totally fine, but I you. never saw a gay couple until after I was out of school, like even college. Yeah. A lot of a lot of people have come out since mm-hmm. in high school. Uh, that I, or rather that I went to high school with. Um, but it was, it was very interesting because when you have that sort of distance, you have the time for your brain to linger into unrealistic romantic fantasies, right? Because it doesn't seem attainable in the Maybe moment. Maybe one day, yeah. Exactly. Uh, and so for the longest time, romance to me was this thing that was like pretty imaginary. It was that, I call it brunch love. Mm-hmm. It was like that perfect boy who I would meet at like a coffee shop or something. And we would start talking about whatever and, and we'd be laughing. And then we'd go out to dinner for like Thai food the next night. And we'd have a really good thing going. We'd like see each other like frequently, like maybe three times that week, just because like we couldn't be away from each other. Mm-hmm. And then cut to a couple months later and, you know, he spent the night on a Saturday and then Sunday morning it's raining a little bit and you listen to like the shuffle of Apple music and you make muffins. Like it was mm-hmm. very like rom-com yeah. type thing. Uh, and that's how it was for the longest time for me uh, in terms of romance. And then now, I mean, cause I've only been in two actual relationship relationships Mm -hmm. um and again it's that naivety because you get so caught up in like i have a boyfriend like it's like you forget everything about yourself exactly especially in like a first relationship Mm -hmm. you lose a lot of your identity and uh that's sort of gone out the window you know that that tragic optimism i'm not saying i'm pessimistic but like more of a realist in that sense where i'm not going to meet somebody in a coffee shop here because uh, I don't talk to people in the I, coffee shop. <laughs> I don't talk to people in the coffee shop. And the people that I'm coming in contact more often than not are like on the apps. And that's not very romantic. Yeah. Um, Cause like, Hey, do you want to fuck? Cause not um, how I want to be introduced to somebody. Uh, Definitely. Yeah. I think uh, that's a big factor too. Like modern dating with the dating apps and Facebook and things like that. Like, and people that catfish, like, it's so crazy. It's not like it used to be. Like, that scenario you just described could have been, like, the early 2000s for sure. Yeah. Absolutely. 
but it's now, not happening now. No. Now people meet you meet someone and they probably know almost everything about you mm-hmm. before they even meet you, you know, based on what information you have online or pictures or anything like there's right. these They've things the that go around, dive. like girls are like the FBI, like when they go to the family reunion with their man for the first time, they have to pretend they don't know who Aunt Sherry is, like they haven't stalked his family tree the last two months they've been dating. Mm-hmm. Like They've gone through it all. Yeah, and it's so it's and it's hard to put yourself out there, even though technically we already are out there. So it's just like, it's a weird yeah. thing. It, it's exactly what you said. Like, I don't want to meet someone under the guise of like, we're going to hook up first. Mm-hmm. I want to meet someone first. And the pandemic has made that a little difficult as well. But now how I look at love... Um, is very much in, okay, so if it's not going to happen in the coffee shop, it's going to happen on the apps and you turn out instead of just going really hot and heavy from the gut, kind of nice. And it happens organically and you make me laugh. Mm -hmm. I never, everybody's like, I want somebody who can make me laugh. I don't think until now I've really appreciated humor in that way because my humor is also, I don't, I won't say niche because I'm not like, "Mm, I'm different that much. But um, it's a little dark. It's you a have, little zany. You have a very specific brand of humor. And also, like, if there's something that you find funny, like a topic that you find funny, mm-hmm. pretty much anything that's kind of extraneously related to that topic is also kind of funny, like, to you. So yeah. you'll, you're able to connect things, like the Hebrew-Shebrews thing that you said mm-hmm. earlier. Like, you're so you're able to just pull things like that out of these random pockets because it's related to, like, being a Jewish guy. Like, that's all it is. So it's <laughs> like you. your humor is specific but also not yeah but like i think i think the mentality should be like instead of finding someone to make us laugh we should find someone to laugh with yeah definitely that's that should be like the goal otherwise what they're gonna make you laugh the whole time and they're gonna be joyless yeah silent yeah you stare at you like yeah so (laughs) but it's uh yeah and uh here's hoping man i'm you know, in this weird transitional phase of my life where I'm almost 25, I think it's really time um, for me to experience love in a healthy way. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of a lot of the time uh, I've experienced a very unhealthy way of coping through love and using that to fulfill me. Um, and very much like you said, to just sort of let yourself become whole and and really understand who you are. And that'll change, but understand who yeah, you are. Yeah, I mean, we're we're always changing, but like... I had it took looking at what I didn't like in the last relationship to understand also what I need. Yeah. Because like you hear about like the thing love languages and like all this stuff you have to make sure that just because I love you and I'm telling you I love you because that's how I express my love, you might not be feeling that because that's not how you receive love. So it's like we have to be cognizant yeah, of Yeah, and things. you have to understand in a relationship, it is not just about you. It's a, right. partnership. it's a partnership. Like I was saying, like it's a team thing. So like you have to be sort of like in tune and in sync with each other. Yeah. But before you can be in tune and in sync with someone else, you have to be in tune and in sync with yourself. There's also that side of me that uh, is like trauma response. Mm-hmm. So like, fuck love. You know what I think is the hottest thing on the planet? A man who's old enough to be my father that tells me that he's proud of me. Like, oh, wow. <sighs> I've hit the mother load, baby. <laughs> Absolutely. You're 45. I don't want to meet your kids. Just tell me I'm doing a good job. <laughs> I'm no one stepdad. Tell me you're going to go in the backyard and throw the baseball with me. <laughs> Absolutely. Do you want to play catch, champ? Wow. Um, what are some things, uh, maybe this is a little risque, whatever, but uh, what are some things that are like turn-ons? Like, And it doesn't have to be like, like ooh, sex, but like, what are some things that are really just like, wow? Um, I really love when a guy is really smart. like, And not necessarily like smart, like knows like a lot of facts or like knowledge, but like, mm-hmm. I guess I shouldn't say smart. When someone is passionate about a subject, they tend to know a lot about it. And you can tell that they're passionate about it because like you can see it in their eyes and their face. So it's like when someone is That's really powerful, yeah. into what they're doing or like the work that they do or their hobby or something like, and they have that like kind of. That energy where you can tell it's something they really enjoy. I'm always super attracted to that that kind of quality, that drive mm-hmm. and that passion. Um, I love a good sense of humor, like we were just talking about. But again, like I want someone to laugh with me that I can make jokes with and can kind of riff off of the same way that you and I kind of riff off of each other talking. Like I need to have someone that's very quick and easy to converse with so that we can kind of play off each other like that. Yeah. Um, and not in the sense of like one upping each other, but literally just like laughing about anything and making fun of whatever. Um, also I like something that I didn't think I would, I would like that I've discovered I do like 
is like being comfortable in silence with each other. So yeah. like my my boyfriend now, he lives in New York, which is far away from an undisclosed place in the middle near the equator um, where we live. A but, corner of the world. Yeah. yeah. So that's that's far. It's far. Um, And so sometimes like we'll just be on FaceTime and he'll just be doing work and I'll be doing work and we don't really talk, but we're just on the phone with each other. Yeah. Or, working. you know, you could be watching High School Musical, the series, the, the show, live the action, musical, the, movie, the TV show. Yeah, the of experience, course. Yeah. yeah. But like it's. And my brother jokes because he's like, I cannot talk to someone on the phone for that long. And I was like, you have to understand this is the way that we're, we go on dates right now. This yeah. is a date. So like the ability to sit in silence and be able to work on things. And we would sit there and be like, is this okay? Are you okay just like not talking? We're like, yeah. And like, because yeah, you don't have to fill dead air. Yeah. Because you you, you're comfortable in each other's presence. Exactly. So like, I really like those, those things. I just like someone that's kind. Yeah. Um, if they say like, I hate kids or I hate dogs or something, big red flag. Don't like that. Oh my like, God. Who does that? Well, I'm not trying to date you, Sean. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. But like, you know, if, or if they, um, if anything I've helped show you what you don't want. To literally, literally. Um, the other thing is I'm very family oriented. So mm-hmm. I like someone that expresses an interest in meeting my family. That was one of the things my ex never really put an effort into versus mm-hmm. I, had to constantly be around his family. I met his family within like the first week of dating him, like kind of thing, like, cause they happen to be in town, but like, so it felt uneven. Yeah. He never expressed an interest in meeting my family, even though my family lived close by Mm -hmm. when I would be like, I'm going to meet my mom for her birthday or something. It was never, you know, do you want to come? No, never expressed an interest in like wanting to know that part of my life at all. And so that, that was something that was kind of major for me. I want someone to be interested in where I came from. Um, cause I, I am very close with my family. So, and that's not something I'm just going to like give up because I'm in a relationship. I'm not just going to like not talk to my family. Of course. Cause they were there before this relationship, and you know, they'll be there, mean? you know, if there's an after, yeah, absolutely. So if I want them to be interested in, in my family and where I came from in my life and not just write that off, like it has to, has to kind of go both ways. You yeah. know, if I'm expected to meet your family, you need to come hang out with mine for a little bit or, or this is not going to work. Right. Yeah. I'm a little similar in the sense that like. My sister is like my best friend, mm-hmm. right? So she gives the stamp of approval. Um, I always make a joke about like veto power where, um, you know, if you beat this person in my life and they're like, oh, no, then it's like, sorry, buddy. Sis says you got to go. Yeah. yeah. There's been some form of red flag. And that's semi-true, semi-not true. Um, I like somebody who has a willingness to learn about things that I'm passionate about mm-hmm. um, because I will have the same. Like, say, for instance, you're a CPA, uh, like a certified public accountant. I don't know shit about math. I don't want to learn shit about math. Yeah. But if you really, really, really love numbers and you want to give me a whole diatribe about Excel spreadsheets, I'll sit there and I'll listen and I'll try and to learn. And, and you know, I'll pull up memes. You know that meme about that one girl with, like, the face and yeah. the, the numbers mm-hmm. are all over it? Mm-hmm. Like, sure, let's yeah. do it. Yeah. Because when I go into the full uh, process of Olivia Rodrigo, Joshua Bassett, and Sabrina Carpenter. I expect the same courtesy. That's yep. the energy I'm trying exactly. to look for. Also, if you're Jewish, that's not bad either. For, yeah. We've talked a lot about how I'm Jewish today. But for some reason, it's just ingrained in the back of my brain. Maybe it's that bar mitzvah season growing up where I'm from was a big deal. And I was just around it all the time. But if you oh, if you have a mezuzah, it's fucking on. Oh, my God. <laughs> I know this house is safe. Yeah, safe absolutely. For me. Oh and we're Lord. not going to take it with us when we move because that's against the rules. <laughs> okay. Oh, my God. So you mentioned, um, you said the word red flag, mm-hmm. which sort of leads us to our second ever segment. Wow. Oh, wow. Two segments. Two Ooh, whole segments, um, which is called... Would you date me or do you hate me? Oh, I'm ready. <laughs> Which is essentially basically like a, a this or that type game where you get a good quality and you get a bad quality and you decide whether or not you're going to stay with that person or break up with that person and why. Okay. Sound All fun? Right. Yes. Yeah. I'm okay. ready. So uh, here's the first one. Okay. He always makes you laugh. So has a great sense of humor. Mm-hmm. But... When you sit down for meals, he just stares at you. Like, he doesn't eat, but he just looks at you with, like, a blank, broad stare throughout the entire meal. Once the meal's done, though, he's, like, bad to normal. But during that, and you can't really tell. It's like, oh, my God, is that is that sexual? Or is it just, like... Does he, like, talk at all? Or he, like, literally just Completely stares? silent. Sometimes he'll nod or give, like, a mm for approval. But he doesn't eat? No, and he just stares? Not in front of you. Is it Edward Cullen? <laughs> no, he's not very shiny, and I don't think his jaw is that defined. That doesn't seem like your type. Yeah, I was going to say, like, if it was Edward Cullen, I, I, was, I would be, like, okay with it, because at least that would, like, make sense. Right. 
You're always cold. I mean, if I am always cold. If that's like the only thing. Yeah, no, I don't think I could do it. I no. would get uncomfortable. Yeah. No. What I was if, trying to think like maybe the first time I'd be like kind of put off by it, but I could live with it. And yeah, no, I don't think I would ever be able to get used to that. What if you cooked the meal? <laughs> no, because then I would feel obligated to like be like, mm, delicious, babe. So good. Even if it was like awful, because right. he would be staring at me with that murderous glare. And that's just like deep breaths. Also, imagine trying to explain that to your family. Like, it's like, oh, we're all going to go out to all the garden. dinner or something. Yeah. Just like with his silverware, like a caveman. Like, <laughs> Bradley, are you going to help yourself to some stuffing? First of all, I would never, ever date anyone named Bradley. I like that name. Sorry to all the Bradleys out there. But if you go by Brad, I don't care for it. But if no. you go by Bradley, I like Bradley, that. Bradley, no. I'm sorry. Mm. I can't do it. That's right. What about a Tobin? No. <laughs> no? No. Oh, what a shame. Okay. I don't think I could do it, honestly, either. I couldn't. Um, at first, it'd be like, oh, you're mysterious. But then, especially if you're cooking, I'm going to be like, is this poison? Are you, just, are you waiting for me to keel over? Yeah, seriously. Like, what's the response here? Like, did you put something in, like, very monster-in-law with uh, J-Lo? I'm that's screaming. Like, I'm going to fall right into my pasta? Like, what's happening? Uh, <laughs> I had Who one knows where I'm going to wake up after this? I've been watching a lot of Saw movies. So, oh, no, like, man. yeah, no, that's – my mind is just going on a tangent right now. Oh, yeah. Okay, the next one. Okay. This one I think is a good one. Um, so, he's great in bed. But he always talks about his penis in the third person. So, like, for some reason, I think about, um, what is it, The Shining? I'm being like, here's Johnny. Like, <laughs> So, like, it has a name. Yeah, okay. like it has a name. I it, mean, I think that's fine. I think it's know? like, I have. I work with children, and little boys Please are very simple creatures. So I know different. that men are very simple creatures, too, and that it's probably just, like, something that brings them joy and, like, a giggle. So, like, yeah. I know it's, like, just a guy being stupid and probably not, like, a psychotic tendency. So, like, I'm cool with that. Well, what if he really leans into it? Like, Johnny's – this. I know it's going to be intense, but, like, Johnny's about to come. I don't know. Um, I feel like <laughs> at that point I could not – I could not deal with it. Uh, especially yeah. because out of respect, I would feel pressured to then acknowledge the name. No, <laughs> no, you can't. You can't talk about the name. Well, you can't decorum. look it in the eye. No, it's not your wiener, so you don't have to call it by its name. I, hi, Johnny. Like no, <laughs> no, no. I, I could make it work. I don't. I couldn't see that being my end game person unless we had like a conversation that was like, "Hey, Listen, you need to stop with the Johnny thing. Stop. You can keep that to yourself. You know, laugh about it in confidence." But I feel. As if I'm the only person who gets to know this information, and I don't love that. <laughs> it's just really uncomfortable for me. Yeah. You refer to your penis in the third person. And I feel like he'd make an effort. Here's me, like, creating an ideology about this person. I feel like he'd make an effort to change. Try, like, but... yeah, but I don't think he could stick to it. I think, like, the first two times, you'd see him, like, be ready to say it, and then he'd hold back. Um, but then on the third time, it would just slip, and then I'd be completely out of it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. What about this one? Uh, he's like super handsome, like chiseled is everything you want in the perfect guy, but has the palate of a six year old, like food wise. I mean, like chicken nuggies and like, yes, ranch and barbecue and mm -hmm. like French fries, no salt because that's too much. No salt, yeah, you know, like no seasoning. I work at a restaurant, so I come across this a whole lot. Um, well, I would like to think that I'm a pretty snazzy cook. I would like to think that maybe I could broaden his horizons one day. But I mean, also, if he's made it this long on this kind of diet, I, I'm yeah. not his mom. So, well, that's the thing. At that point, I want to talk to your mother because it's like, excuse me, Miss Ma'am. Um, the grocery bill would be really low, though. That's true. All you're buying is like you can go to Costco, just buy bulk chicken nuggets. Right. Set. Well, what if he like he thinks that he's a great cook. Like, it's it's surreal. Like, the the two points don't connect. So he only eats chicken nuggets, but he's like, yeah, I make the best food, and it's not good because you won't eat it. You don't taste anything because you can't have salt on your french fries, and you only eat chicken nuggets. No, I picture, like, he's like, I went all out for this dinner, you guys, and he, like, brings out trays of, like, bagel bites. Oh, my God. Uh, potato skins, mozzarella sticks, like, frozen chicken wings. <laughs> a like, series of anytizers. Yeah, literally. <laughs> it's all the TGI Fridays brand, like, oh anytizers. God, no. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I, and that's acceptable for game night. He like drinks ranch with a straw kind of thing. Oh, no. Ugh, Puts I it on everything. Literally never. No. I like ranch on a salad. Yeah. I don't I don't know what it is. I'm very particular. Unless it's like a, a sauce on like a sandwich too. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, I'm not a dipper in ranch. I do that with, uh, I'm clocking myself here, but I do that with pizza sometimes. I know, toxic trade, it's the worst. But, you know, we like what we like. But I don't, I don't uh, really drag it out. I don't make, I'm not like a ranch person. Yeah, you know? I don't ask for like a side of ranch at the restaurant, you know what exactly. I mean? Yeah. Same. Um, what about this one? He has a 401k, but accidentally called you by his mother's name multiple times in bed. No, no. <laughs> No. 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 What if you had... The first time he calls me by his mother's name, it's done. What if uh, he has, uh, si- like, you have similar names? No. <laughs> like, no. Like, his mother's Sarah, but you're Savannah. No. Phonetically? Because there should not be any mixing up of my name and his mother's name. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Unless there be something very wrong going on when I go home behind the scenes with him and his mom. Right. Like no. some weird Oedipus complex bullshit. No, I do not have time for Oedipus right now. It didn't work back then for him. It's not going to work for me right now in 2021. No, no ma'am. Mm-mm. That's true. I would never run into that issue because uh, I only date men. But if he accidentally called me by his dad's name, I feel like... You would be turned on by that. Probably. You Honestly, would be so probably. into that. You'd be like, thank you. Well, it depends on the on how the relationship with his father is. Oh. If it's like detached, like mine is. Because um, I... I, I don't see myself doing this, but I suppose – I don't think that's possible for me to do, but who knows. Um, but if his relationship's good, I'll take it as a compliment. Like, wow, thank you. Because um, I'll make excuses for somebody to love me. But I'm growing, I'm learning, I'm changing. Um, but if they uh, have a tumultuous relationship with their father and then they call me by their name, I'm like, do you not like me? Have I Have I done something to wrong you? Just the fact that, like, one, I never shout my mom's name out ever. Like, I'm never, like, I never call my mom by her name. So the fact that he would be calling his mother by her name yeah. in bed with me, no. Call me no. by your name, I'll call you Not by even if, if he was, like, mommy, no. Not a fucking chance. I think that's different in straight relationships would, to gay relationships. I would pack my ass up so fast and be out that door. Be like, excuse me, sir, get out of me so I can get out of here. No, I'm not, I would push his ass off of me, grab my clothes, huff out the door, get dressed in the elevator, not even wait, come back because I forgot my phone. It's like, sorry, shit. Grumpily slam the yeah, door like, back on the way out. Fuck you. Oh, Meh. my God. And, uh, you know, for men, that's it. Like gay men, that's a different story because like daddy is like a commonly used term. But by the actual name, that's a different story. Yeah, no. Um. Yeah, love that. So what are your love languages? We've talked about, like, so many forms of love, and you did touch on it about, like, communicative love and loving people how they need to be, yada, yada, yada. But what are yours specifically? Like, what is the love that you give, and what is the love that you respond most to? Um, I am definitely both a giver and receiver of, like, physical affection. I, I'm very big on, like, holding my hand in public so that, mm. like, people know that you're with me. Like, mm. that kind of thing, you know. Even just, like, in a shirt. Like, not like we have to be all over each other all the time. But, like, even if you're just, like, putting your hand on my leg just so that I, I know that you know I'm there kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Really big on that. And vice versa. Like, I'm a very touchy person. When it's someone that, like, I'm intimate with and care about, I, I like to be very touchy. Yeah. Um. As someone that, like, writes, it's really ironic that I'm very bad at expressing my feelings verbally. Gotcha. Um, so words of affirmation is not you. Yeah. I mean, I, I'll i say, like, I love you and stuff like that, but I, like, I can't get mushy because then I cry. So I'm just, like, I, I would prefer to, like, give a gift maybe or something like that. But then also, I'm very bad at giving gifts, too, because, like, even if you asked me, like, questions about myself, like, what is your favorite food? I would be, like, ah. I don't know. So, like, the idea of, like, even my mom, like, what does my mom like? I've known my mom for 25 years. I couldn't even tell you what to get her, like, for her birthday. I'm so bad at stuff like that. The form of love that I receive from you, just, like, as, like, a friend, Mm -hmm. um, really the – the what I think is, like, your best. And I don't know if you pick it up on – like, pick up on it, rather, yourself. But it's um, acts of service. You're very, very good at. And I find in a lot of ways, it's not like big gestures, but it's very much like, hey, I thought you might need this, so I I did this. Um, And that's, you're giving me a face right now, like what? But it's subtle in a lot of ways, but I find that for you, at least in my personal experience, because we love different people differently, Mm -hmm. um, that it's little things that are acts of service. So where you lack in words of affirmation, you really make up and forethought about like, Okay, well, you know, I I grabbed you this because I knew you'd be staying over and I wanted you to have that. 
Yeah. Or like, I mean, like, so if I know my mom is like going to be out all day and I see like the kitchen's kind of messy, I'll like clean the house a little bit or like tidy yeah. up just so that it's one less thing for her to do when she comes home. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I do like to do stuff like that. And, or like uh, one of my big things that I've recently been doing is if I hear a song I like that I think like a certain person would like, I'll share that song with them, whether it's a friend or my boyfriend, whatever, I'll be like, yo, this is a really good song. And I'll just share it with them. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause that's, I'm really inspired by music a lot of the time. So if I find a song that can express things that maybe I'm really bad at saying. Like, I'll use that as a way to be like, That's I've been really thinking of you. That. Yeah. And I yeah. love you. Yeah. So definitely, though, like my top would be the physical, physical affection. Physical touch. I'm yeah. a big touchy feely person. Also, because I grew up with like members of my family who would give big grand gestures and big gifts and things as a way of saying sorry for like doing something that hurt you. So it was always like a trip to Disney or like, you know, here's a really cool toy that you've been wanting or things like that. And so in my first relationship, he would he made more money than me. Mm -hmm. So it was always he would get me these. He got me like an Xbox and like all this stuff that I felt like I would never be able to get him gifts of that caliber. Right. So in return, like I've developed a really kind of negative connotation with receiving gifts because I feel like I either don't deserve them or you owe somebody or I'm going to owe them something back. Exactly. So like not that like I don't like not getting gifts but i'm but always very weird about like yeah. giving gifts or receiving gifts because i'm like ah, i don't know if they're gonna like it or yeah, what I do i that. say i hope that they think i like it or like it's just it's always like i overthink that aspect of it a lot yeah. so i would rather just something like your words or your physical touch be the reassurance i need rather than like i love you so i got you this giant tv for your birthday because like i don't need a tv yeah you know i just, just want you to tell me you like me exactly <laughs> i'm similar in that way so like my top two uh preferences in receiving love mm-hmm. um i love 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 words of affirmation and quality time mm-hmm. so if you tell me like i was making a joke earlier like you're proud of me mm-hmm. that will make me blush that will mean the world to me if you tell me i'm doing a good job or you're just like hey like i love you mm-hmm. i miss you that kind of thing um and then quality time just because being in the presence of somebody and that sort of evolved because i used to be so codependent that the idea of being by myself was terrifying yeah and so i would latch on to others because i don't have to be by myself and in my head now i've become way more comfortable with the idea of being by myself Same, yeah but i think that sort of makes quality time that much more special because i'm choosing to spend time with you which i'm means choosing to leave the guaranteed comfort of being by myself without any external stimuli to bother me exactly to hang out with you and that means more yeah that's a big gesture yeah for sure i to- i 100 understand that it's so much easier to just like chill in your room and not have to worry about going yeah. anywhere or putting on an outfit or like doing anything so right. like you're just in your the n- fact that you come out to go see that person is like a big deal so i totally get that and the ways that i express love correct me if i'm wrong um i i in the same way words of affirmation a lot i try to be like you're doing a great job you know, you know. see i would definitely say the acts of service is you Oh, yeah. 100%. Like, the one thing I think about was, like, my birthday this year. Mm -hmm. Um, You were like, I went to the store and I got a buffalo chicken wrap and I got this and I got this because I know you'll like it. But I know you probably don't want to eat right now because you're sad and blah, 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 blah. But I got all these things anyway. And then, like, the other night you were like, I made up the guest bed, but you were asleep on the couch. But I said, I made up the guest bed because I want someone to sleep in it. So I woke you up to go sleep in the bed. (laughs) Like, things like that is, like, you go the extra mile to, like, make your friends feel loved with, like, things like that that show, like, oh, because I know she likes buffalo chicken. So maybe she'll like this, like. So uh, that's what Thank I picture you. you doing. That's why I made that face when you said that to me, because I was like, that is not, that's exactly <laughs> what you do. Yeah. Yeah. What a fun time. Thank you. Yeah. That was very sweet of you to say. No, it's it's always the best. Cause you, and then like, even when you send TikToks, I know I always like give you shit about like, stop sending me TikToks because I don't want to open the app. But like, it just, it's the same thing I was talking about, like with music. Like if you see something that like reminds you of someone, you send it. Cause like, it's just your way of being like, Hey, this made me think of you. Yeah. And so like, I appreciate stuff like that, even though I try to give you shit for it. Oh my gosh. Well, thanks, friend. I love you or whatever. Yeah, I love you. I guess. Yeah, yeah, romance love. <laughs> Platonic love. Wow. Yeah, but... <laughs> well, uh, on our way out, as this is our inaugural first episode. Yay! Yay! Um, so uh, we would really, really appreciate if you give us a like, um, if you subscribe, um, tell your friends. Word of mouth is really the best way um, because... We're producing this ourselves um, to get everything across. Um, and uh, we love to hear back from you. Um, 
And uh, Savannah, where can we uh, find you? What are you can find me on Instagram at Savannah underscore Peterson. That's probably the thing I use the most. Okay. Don't really use Twitter. Um, don't send me a Facebook request unless I know you personally. Um, but also I was going to say, like, if you guys have any things you want us to, like, talk about in future episodes, oh, please yeah. send, send them our way. You can send us a DM or whatever, Absolutely. whatever you want. But, um, yeah, you can also follow Sean at where? Anthony underscore clams that's a whole story for a different day because mm-hmm. obviously my name is sean uh but have very met- confusing for us as well <laughs> have you met my friend anthony um but uh yeah uh, we would very much appreciate it and um you can follow us on instagram at the underscore sav and sean underscore show yay! yay thanks and we'll see you guys next time goodbye goodbye